What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. Dr. Joseph here with you and excited to come with you uh, today for this Advent podcast as we are walking through just some different passages. And so I'm going to be reading today for day nine, uh, Exodus 34, 29 through 34, as well as 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 18. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. So uh, let's read this and then uh, I'll share some comments with you. Beginning in Exodus 34, 29, it says, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. All right, 2 Corinthians 3, 7-18. This is Paul writing. Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not steadily look at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what glory, what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was transitory, uh, another word for transitory is fading, came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, verse 12, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. Verse 18, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, we kind of start to see these connections that are made between these two passages, one that's coming from the Old Testament and one that's coming from the New Testament letters of Paul. And it's important for us to see the Old Testament to understand what Paul is teaching here and how it relates to Advent. Now, Back in in Exodus, if you remember, Moses received the law from God. And when he came down to give it to the people, what were they doing? They were acting in sin. And Moses, he got upset. And when he got upset, he threw the stone tablets down and broke the stone tablets. 
Well, here, by an act of grace in the pleading by Moses for God's mercy to be shown, God allows Moses to have another copy of the Ten Commandments again. Here we see that God shows Moses even more to be the mediator for the people. And we're going to come back to that. But Moses is is showing here as being the mediator, the one that went before the people, pled for God's mercy, and in that was able to receive the law again. And then we see that Moses, he was he had such a desire to see God's glory revealed to him that he asked for God to pass by. Let me just see your glory. And of course, what happens is that Moses is hid in the cleft of the rock and just listen to what God says about himself as he passes by. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And, and in this moment, we have God reinstituting the covenant with the people to obey the Lord and follow the law. And then God does this kind of quick review of the law to Moses. It gives kind of the main highlights for the people to follow. This entire time, Moses has been up on Mount Sinai receiving this from God. Well, Moses, of course, he comes down from the mountain. But there's something different about Moses. I mean, his face is lit up like a Clark Griswold house. Why? Because he's been in the presence of God. And what Moses wanted to be able to keep being around the people, so he ended up, for the rest of his time that we see here, he put a veil over his face. Now, could you just imagine kind of walking around the camp there, and you just see Moses with a veil around his head and his face. But whenever Moses would go in as a representative, a mediator for the people, he would enter into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, and he would take off the veil to meet with God. Now, let's skip ahead to what Paul is saying. Paul is addressing a a troubled church in Corinth. They've been seeking restoration and just kind of how to move forward in some conflict that they were having in the church. And in this church, there were people that were questioning of what it meant to really live out their faith. They wondered even if they could trust in what Paul was saying to them. So when we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we see at first that Paul is showing them that the message that he had for them was from God and not for himself. He's not writing his own opinions. He's writing uh, for God's glory. Furthermore, he affirms that his focus is to minister in the new covenant way of living while still respecting the nature of the law. You see, there were some that wanted to just throw away the Old Testament and just say, well, that's the old way of living and you just don't need that anymore. But we see how the Old and the New Testament are not enemies of each other. Instead, they're friends. They complement each other and they one shows the grace of God at work that fulfills what the law could not do in and of itself. Right, The law could not save. It's merely a shadow, as we see in Hebrews, of things to come. That the way in which Paul further illustrates this is, is he references what happens back in Exodus 34. So let's kind of walk through what Paul says here. Well, first, Paul shows how initially how the people may have been afraid of seeing Moses' Moses's face. But the real reason that Moses left the veil on was to hide how his face was starting to fade 
in its in the shine. He didn't want any of the Israelites to think that God's glory was insufficient. Rather, the focus that he wanted it to be upon was upon God's word, God's law, that was the binding covenant to them beyond his face being lit up. And so the contrast comes now in the abiding presence of, of the Spirit in our lives. And that what Paul is Paul is showing that this is something greater. It's not fading like the old, like the law was, or Moses' face was. Instead, the abiding presence of the Spirit is, is what holds true. You may ask, Dr. Justin, what does it have to do with Advent and Christmas time? You see, when Christ was born and, and lived a perfect life, he he came here, he died, he arose from the dead, he ascended to heaven, it would be 10 days later that the Holy Spirit would make its grand entrance to abide in those that trusted in Christ. You, you see, we didn't have the gift of the Spirit without the gift of the Son. And the gift of the Son brings the abiding presence of the Spirit in our lives. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about in this Christmas time? The abiding presence of the Spirit in our lives. It's that it's the abiding that that Jesus mentions in John 15 that we rest in the finished work of Christ and, and let his presence abide in us that the with the glory of God that never fades. And what's the the result of that? Well look there at verse 12 or listen. It says, Therefore, since we have such a hope. A hope in what? A hope in the Spirit's abiding presence, the the continued presence of God with us, the glory of God that never fades is in us. The power of God for salvation that comes through Christ is what holds us through all things. And the sad truth is how Paul goes on to show that not everyone sees his hope the same. In fact, let me just ask you today, what's your hope in today? What is your hope in? Is your hope in your work? Is your hope in your family? Is your hope in traditions? Well, as long as I do all the right traditions. And sometimes we can think that our hope is just doing all the right stuff for our own glory, for our own purposes. There are some that are still to this day living with what Paul would say here are veiled hearts, that their hope is not in the right place. They want to put their hope in their works for salvation or in some way, wish they could achieve salvation on their own. Charles Spurgeon called it the slavish sin of self-salvation. But friend, listen, God's plan is greater. And listen, he has set us free from the slavery of self-salvation. Look at verse 17, or listen, it says, Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the Lord is, there is bondage. No, 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 no. That's not what it says. It says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. There's liberty. I don't know if someone that's listening to this podcast today just need to hear that there is hope and there is freedom that's found in Christ and Christ alone. This world will bind you up. This world will mess you up. This world wants to hold you into a, 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 a belief that that you could just fix it on your own and you end up getting wound up and bound up 
in just a turmoil and trials, problems, situations. Friend, I can't take away your problems, but I can tell you that there is freedom that's found in Jesus Christ, no matter what the problem is. I hope we would see the bondage that sin puts in our lives and see the freedom of the Lord today, the freedom that is merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Listen, just as you can't contain the ocean and its power, let the liberty that comes from Jesus be a wave crashing over you today that sets you free. I love what David Guzik says. He says, when Moses went into God's presence, he had the liberty to take off the veil. The presence of the Lord gave him this liberty. We have the Holy Spirit who is the Lord Jesus Christ. We live in the Spirit's presence because he is given to us under the new covenant. So just as Moses had the liberty to relate to God without the veil in the presence of the Lord, so we have liberty because of the presence of of the Holy Spirit. You may ask, well, what's the result? Right? Why? Why should I be so concerned about this liberty? Listen to verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a, a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I hope you heard that word transformed in that verse. You are not your past you are being transformed. You are not your failures. You are being transformed. You're not your addictions. You are being transformed. You're not your idols. You are being transformed. Do not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? Therefore, the old has gone and the new has come. You are a new creation in Christ you are new. Therefore, Romans 8, 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Friend, let the Spirit of God work in your heart today to not be a slave to sin, but to be a child of God. And we are children of God when we turn to the Lord and experience the freedom that God has given us to live in the Spirit. We have freedom not to sin more, but to continue to be transformed into the image of Christ more and more, to put off this old way of living and to put on Jesus Christ every day. We have freedom, as it says in verse 12, to speak boldly for the name of Christ and the hope that we have in Christ. Friend, listen today. Live today in the freedom of Christ. That is one of the greatest gifts that we have to celebrate with the coming of Jesus Christ is freedom. Not to be abused, but to be used for God's glory that never fades. Now, for some of you that are listening today, the question may be, are you a slave to self-salvation? Have you been putting your faith in your own works in order to be saved? And friend, today, you just maybe need to just repent. Notice what it says there. It says that anytime somebody turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Friend, it says in Ezekiel, repent and 
live. Say today may be a day that you just need to turn away from your self-salvation. You need to turn away from your works. You need to place your faith in Jesus Christ, Christ and Christ alone. Listen, he loves you. Let his love free you today. He loves you so much that he came and he died on the cross for you. He arose again to give you salvation, the gift of salvation. He just says, receive it. Receive and trust in me. Maybe for this Christmas season, this Advent time, it's time to be set free like never before. Listen, I would love to hear about that. You can email us here at New Vision Life. You can let us know if maybe this is the day that you turn to the Lord and you trusted in him for the first time ever, that you stopped putting your faith in your self-salvation and you truly started to trust in him and the veil on your heart has been removed and you are set free today. Listen, free, we want to know about that. We want to celebrate that with you today. And so just let us know about that. And I look forward to the next time that maybe we can gather here together and continue in God's word. God bless and talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.